Welcome to the Way of the Bible podcast, inspiring and empowering Christians of all measures of faith to simply believe God and follow Jesus. Join in with our host, Bible teacher and guide, Dr. Philip Zimmerman, as he explores the paths through Scripture that lead to life in the will of God. Being joyful always, praying continually, and being thankful in all circumstances, simply by believing God and following Jesus. And now, Dr. Z. Welcome again. This is Dr. Philip Zimmerman, Dr. Z. And you join me for episode number 080.03 of Way of the Bible Podcast. So glad to have you with me today. This is our last of three episodes in a special Christmas 2022 miniseries entitled Jesus Prophesied, Arrived, and Returning. On this episode, we're going to take a brief look at the passages in Scripture which anticipate the return of Jesus Christ. Prophetically, what Israel was looking for was a warrior and savior king who would wipe out all of Israel's enemies, reestablish the throne of King David, and rule all the nations of the world with an iron scepter in an earthly kingdom that would have no end. This coming warrior and savior king and kingdom are seen in most of the prophetic books of the Old Testament. While Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies in his first coming, there are more than 700 more prophecies concerning this coming warrior, savior, king in the Old Testament prophecies, which were not fulfilled by Jesus, but will be fulfilled in the future. It tells us in Numbers 23:19, God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Jesus is going to prove God's faithfulness to Israel and return once again to fulfill the promises God made to Israel in those prophetic texts. While on earth, Jesus purposely identified himself as the Son of Man. It was kind of his calling card. This term is significant as it is the name given to Israel's warrior king who will come from heaven to establish an earthly kingdom that will have no end. It says in Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. And then in Daniel seven thirteen to 14, Scripture says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. And so that's what I'm saying in regards to what Israel was looking forward to. They were looking forward to this king coming, and he was referred to as one like a son of man. And again, while Jesus Christ was in the midst of his ministry, he kept referring to himself as the son of man. And that's what the a lot of the Israelites were confused by. Could this be the son of man from heaven? Is this the Messiah? Just before he was arrested, Jesus had a private conversation with his disciples. This comes out of Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So the disciples even knew that he's coming to establish this kingdom, but obviously it wasn't right now. On our prior two episodes of this special Christmas 
2022 miniseries. We looked at Jesus prophesied. Those are prophecies in the Old Testament talking about this coming king. And then we looked at Jesus arrived. Of course, that was the prophetic text at the time of his birth being fulfilled and prophecies being spoken of his birth. Now we're going to look at the fact of Jesus returning, because, of course, we know the story of Jesus is contained in the Gospels, which we covered on earlier miniseries. And, of course, the culmination ends with Jesus's crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection, and his ascension then presented in the book of Acts, where he ascends back into heaven. And if we back up, just before his arrest, Jesus had a private conversation with his disciples, and it's recorded in Matthew chapter 24. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. It says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So they're wanting to know three things. When will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming? And the end of the age. Now, Jesus tells them of coming false messiahs, global conflicts, earthquakes, famines, and false prophets. Jesus then notes when they see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel being set up in the temple of God, a great tribulation is about to begin. This comes out of Matthew chapter 24, verses 21 to 22. For then will be great tribulation, such has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. And if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, these days will be cut short. So Jesus is saying that there's a great tribulation that's coming at some point. And there's this abomination of desolation spoken of in the book of Daniel will be set up in the temple. He then notes of his return. This comes out of Matthew 24, 29 to 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. And the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Jesus then mentions the time of his return in Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 to 51. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would have not let his house be broken into. Therefore you must also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom his master has set over his household, to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set over him all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him to pieces, and put him with the hypocrites. 
in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so this is, again, from a returning perspective, we understand that nobody knows when he's coming back, but that he is coming back, and that we should always be ready. When Jesus was on trial before the ruling council and high priest, he identified to them that he was, in fact, this son of man referred to in Daniel. This comes out of Mark chapter 14, verses 60 to 65. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his garments and said, What further witnesses do we need? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to strike him, saying to him, Prophesy! And the guards received him with blows. And of course they took Jesus away and crucified him. Now while the disciples were in disbelief and joyful, all at the same time upon seeing Jesus risen from the dead, they were equally dumbfounded when he ascended into heaven. On the Mount of Ascension, a couple of angels responded to the puzzled disciples as they looked upon Jesus as he ascended. This comes out of Acts chapter 1, verses 10 to 11. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So we're going to stop right here just for a moment. Jesus has said he's coming back. He tells that no one knows when he's coming back, but that he is coming back. And then these two men dressed in white, which we assume are angels, were telling the disciples as they watched Jesus ascend that Jesus is bodily coming back. Just as they saw him go, he is coming back. And so we can be assured that Jesus himself has let us know that he is returning. He's coming back. He's coming back to to judge the world in righteousness. Now, in Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, he notes in every chapter Jesus is returning. Let me just go through these. The first Thessalonians chapter one, verses nine to 10. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. So as Paul's letting them know right there at the first chapter of Thessalonians, Jesus is coming back to deliver us from the wrath that is to come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. For what is our hope or our joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? <laughs> Again, he's letting him know Jesus is coming back. 1 Thessalonians 3, 11 to 13. May our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. So Jesus is coming back, and he's coming back with his saints. That's us, by the way. We're coming back with him. 1 Thessalonians four thirteen to 18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, 
that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So what Paul is saying here, this is the, the herpazo, or the, some people call it the rapture, the, the, the snatching away, the snatching out of the believers. And just like Enoch was, was taken away, you know, Enoch walked with God and then was no more because God took him home to heaven. You know, or Elijah was, was taken up in a whirlwind. Jesus is coming back to take those who were still alive when he returns, those believers who were still alive when he returns, takes, takes them up into heaven before this great tribulation starts. And that's exactly what Paul says. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Who is the them in the clouds? Those are the believers in Jesus who have already fallen asleep or, gone, or, gone, or died. You call it died. Paul's saying that they're going to rise first, and we're going to join them in the air and meet the Lord. And there we will always be with the Lord. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have any doubt that Paul's telling us that Jesus is returning? Well, in case you do, in his second letter to the Thessalonians, Paul reiterates what he told them before concerning Jesus is returning. This comes out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering, since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord is revealed from heaven, with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God, and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus." They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. When he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all whom have believed because our testimony to you was believed. So and Paul was anticipating Jesus' return at any moment, even in his day. And this is what he's talking about. Jesus is coming back to as, as the judge. He's coming back to judge the world in righteousness, but he's going to take the believers out before that happens. Paul instructs Timothy the importance of his continuing to preach the word, given Jesus is returning. This comes out of 2 Timothy 4, verse 1. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom. Jesus is coming back to establish one to judge the world and then to establish this earthly kingdom from heaven, this kingdom of heaven on earth. Paul also instructs Titus to stand firm in his preaching in light of Jesus's returning. This comes in Titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Again, 
Jesus is coming back. And that's what Paul says is our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's coming back. Not only did Paul write about that Jesus was returning, but James also. This comes out of James chapter 5, verses 7 to 8. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains? You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Jesus had told his disciples he's coming back. The apostles are taking that message as they share the gospel. Believe because Jesus is coming back. Peter also wrote that Jesus was returning. This comes out of 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. This is now the second letter that I'm writing to you, beloved. In both of them, I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. Knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days in scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? This is what Peter is asking. You know, the people are going to be coming. Like, when is Jesus coming? Is he really coming back? Listen to him. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlooked this fact, that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God. And that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming day of the Lord, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's going to judge the, the world. Right, and Peter's actually talking about the, the this new heavens and new earth that is coming because God's going to renovate the earth, give it a give it a makeover because <laughs> He's done a lot of destruction on it, and we're going to live on this earth with the Lord Jesus Christ for a thousand years as He reigns the rule in righteousness. And of course, the Apostle John wrote the book of Revelation, which leaves no doubt Jesus is returning. We'll be having an entire mini-series on this book coming up, so I'll only mention herein some of the intro reference to Jesus' return and save the rest of what John says for later. comes out of Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 to 7. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. 
to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all the tribes of earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Let me just summarize Jesus' returning by repeating what Paul said to us in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Beloved, the Lord Jesus could come back at any time. He could come back today, tomorrow, in 2023. <laughs> no no better time than the present. So I just want to encourage us that what we're believing in, we're believing in the risen Lord, Jesus Christ. He was prophesied. He arrived. And he is returning. And on our next episode, we'll begin our mini-series number 11, where we'll start the overview of the books of Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and First and Second Thessalonians. Let us not just hear that Jesus is returning, but may we each examine our own lives and begin anew to purposely live by the Spirit, always looking up, anticipating Jesus' return. I look forward to seeing you continuing to listen next year in 2023. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, follow, rate, and review the show. Show notes and other resources are found on my website, waythebible.com. Join me on the path. Write me a note. I would love to hear from you. My email address is drz, that's D-R-Z, at waythebible.com. And let me end this episode as I end all my episodes by saying, simply believe God and follow Jesus. Live as a child of light overflowing with living water and the will of God being joyful always, praying continually, and thankful in all circumstances. Be blessed, my brothers and sisters. We hope this episode of Way of the Bible has you feeling inspired and empowered to simply believe God and follow Jesus. Remember to search the scriptures to confirm what you've heard today. And join us next episode as we continue to discover together the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hidden in Christ and be transformed daily by the renewing of your mind. Knowing God's will for you is a life filled with joy, prayer, and thanksgiving. Be blessed.